Get in, loser. We're going to adventuring. your friendly audience surrogate. Charles, the Mechanical Turk, and Rosalind Franklin Jones, also known as Personalized Medicine, met in an abandoned highway rest stop. They have come to an understanding. She is going to be a confidential informant for him, and he's going to run interference for her from overzealous law enforcement. Just as they got settled, not all man arrived and told them that he is infected with something. Production note, Michael forgot his dice, so Joe is rolling for him. We now return to the action already in progress. Honestly, I, I'm actually shocked at, at, at everyone going nuts over this this the, 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 the Pornhub masturbation during oh, the Hawaii thing. No, because <laughs> if, if if everybody like it just it's it's math. Yes, you have a certain number of people per minute who are on yes. Pornhub. Yes, and so people are coming in, people are leaving because they're yes. done with whatever they got to do. Right. right. So like, like nobody's coming, coming in. Coming in. Yes, because they got other things to pay attention to, not because. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to get back to doing what I was doing. I had the same it, thought. Yes, it, was it, clearly it was. It was. It, yeah, was, it was not like up. relief or anything. It was just the right. actual demand from the previous 48 minutes. Right. And everyone was just like, oh yeah, you know, I'm glad I'm alive. I'm going to go masturbate. <laughs> no, it's just you go back. No, it's the, just like there were there were people who were going to go to McDonald's. Yeah, no, it's, yeah like, I agree it's with ten. You. It's it's ten o'clock. This is what I do at ten o'clock. I'm right. 15 right. minutes late, but what the heck? Right. Exactly. I'm with you 100%. You know, I'm going to go back to rotating my tires. I'm going to go back to going to McDonald's. I'm going to go back to the store. I'm going to yeah. go back to bed. You know, whatever it was the you pipes. were doing. Whatever it is you were up to. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm not going to get involved in this discussion because... Right. What, what, what's the upside here? There's no upside. <laughs> but I'm like, these are all smart people that should know better that this is just math. Well, they, they're just like porn, geeky, like, you know, porn rules our world, yeah. giggleness. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I read that, I'm like, that That was clearly just... But the, the, the traffic at Amazon.com probably had a similar dip. And I'll, I'll probably had a similar rise of, like, like two-thirds of it and then went back down. Right. I'm with you. But nobody's so. going to talk about that because it doesn't follow the rule of funny. I didn't... I, maybe, maybe there'll be a villain named Pornhub at some... I can't. That's just not... That's too on... Please don't. Please don't. Well, just like... There's a certain level of like sex joke that you just can't actually make. I, I, you know, during the brainstorming phase, I had I had a couple where I was just like, this could be no, just no, <laughs> no. Like, like maybe we're, for we're not fifteen 12. seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then also you're like, like you're, you're it's a really exclusionary joke, right? Because you're just like, right. boy, I sure hope you have the exact same attitude toward this aspect of human sexuality as I do. Ha <laughs> ha. Right. right. Well, and the, yeah, I think I think the closest that came was was what was it sm- the Swiss <laughs> closest miss. you came. Yeah, I see what yeah. you did there. Um, the the Swiss miss with the with the boob window. Yes, and I was like, but even then, I was like, no, no. Like you end up doing the thing you thought you were making fun of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. 
Robin's like <laughs> doing the thing. <laughs> We're doing things. <laughs> things are getting I'm, done. There's there's a there's a big difference between player characters, NPCs, and you know DNPCs you mentioned once or twice in passing. There is that too. Like it's it's a good yeah. side. It could be a good side joke. I agree with that. Although Swiss Miss in particular is not going to work. But yeah, you can totally have like yeah, and the, and, and like there's this weirdo named Pornhub who's like you know doing searches out in the wilderness. Har 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 har. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, give it one line, move on. Yeah, doesn't quite fit the milieu currently because right now we're all expressing our, our angst over the you know, living in the darkest darkest timeline. Oh no, it can always be darker. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Wait for, <laughs> Wait for President Pence. <laughs> womp womp, womp womp indeed. It's funny because it's true. So I actually did bother to write an adventure this time. I'm really excited about this. Uh, and not only that, but like, as, as Joe Dang. will attest, like actual narrative theory was applied to this process. Well, I, I can't attest to anything because all I, all I have is a couple of lines in a sidebar conversation. I mean, I could say, hey, just got back from the triathlon. You know, <laughs> and you're like, hey, well, Joe must be ripped. <laughs> I assume you're ripped anyway. Yeah. I've, I've seen the videos. Pants. <laughs> Where's my knee? What's well, in your pants? We've already had this conversation. No, but my pants are ripped now. Well, they might be sticking you know out. What the rip is? That's true. I don't. Rip could be in my knee. Could be worse. They could be missing. <laughs> my pants are still missing. I'm still upset about that. You know, for years, Chris had a pair of Joe's pants. I was I was never never recompensed for my uh, my lost pants. <laughs> I'm salty to this day. They they were only shorts. They were they were. It was, was only like half in, a pair of pants. It was in Houston, so they were effectively pants. <laughs> that's what passes for pants in Houston. That, that's that's you don't need to wear more than that, even in January. <laughs> so let 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 us begin. <laughs> oh come on! Oh, all right. right. So not all man has appeared in front of you as is his want. And he says, uh, as Charles attempts to figure out what he did wrong to summon this demon, uh, he says, oh, thank God I found you. It's Mechanical Turk. I'm infected. And collapses to the floor. Better be boogie fever. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, th- there is a human being who is, an, who is an in extremis in front of you. How does he look? As, as you may be aware, if, if you've listened to this podcast before, God help you. Uh, he he's about five nine. He has sort of like overgrown, shaggy, light brown hair, uh, glasses, white guy, skinny. Does he look acutely ill? The collapsing part has definitely thrown you off. Uh, why don't you roll a perception check now that you act now now that twenty minutes in, I've managed plot. <laughs> <laughs> I roll a twelve. Outstanding. And that, how does that compare to your default? Uh, my it's thirteen. Okay, so you, you get basic information. Um, yeah, he, he's on the floor. He's pale. He's obviously not in a good place. Has, has anyone noticed this? Like, people in the... You guys met in a kind of out-of-the-way place to start with, so it's just you guys. Okay. Let's uh, let's get him out of here. Charles says this. Okay. Um, yeah, you, do you know this guy? Uh, he's... And Charles just kind of pauses. He, he's, he, he shows up from time to time. He, uh, he is... 
Charles in the is in the pride. He pick, picks his he picks him up gently. Yeah, give me a perception okay. roll for Charles's uh, general situational awareness. Okay. Uh, ooh, I got a seven out of I think like thirteen. Mm. That's great. Something catches your eye, like beneath his right ear, against the skull, like a. a speck of something or like yeah something catches your eye so do you, i assume you you look more closely yeah we'll it. check it out before i pick them up uh there is a an odd silvery tracery that looks like weird and fractal and it's digging into the skin under like so like, like if somebody planted something on him and it's growing into him yeah so this is not gonna just i'm not just gonna pluck this out though that would be very uncomfortable yeah so he comes to and he says how long have i been out I, I say whatever number that is. Like yeah, like, like 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 literally like thirty seconds. It's like crap, and he and he and he teleports across the room, like he disappears in like a rush of air, and he reappears on the other side of the room. So Charles is kind of Joe. Roll me a three d six. Who? Oh, you roll three d six. I roll three d six. You got a fifteen. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to sum it up until you unless you tell me otherwise. Yeah, that's it. That's what I want. Okay. Because I don't believe in having my own. So diet. Charles just kind of relaxes and yeah. and clearly, you know, is is like okay, whatever. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. if, if he wants to do this thing, then then Charles is not going to get bent out of shape about it. But he'll ret- he'll he'll return his attention to to Rosalind and be like, uh, as you can see, he he uh, has abilities. He can teleport, and he tends to show up when people make overly broad generalizations about men. Okay, <laughs> and Charles leaves it at that. So both uh, both of you roll perception. I got a eight out of thirteen. Okay. I got eleven out of thirteen. Okay, uh, Charles notices that when not all man teleported, he left behind some of the silvery fractal stuff, and it fell onto the floor. Okay, well Charles can pick it up. Uh, it is moving. It's super okay. creepy. Yeah. Um. I, and do I see this? And now you do because Charles' attention was drawn yeah, to yeah. it, right? And then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. the, that's the thing that we're all looking at now. So Charles is going to put it back on the ground and just basically crush it under his boot. Uh, that's not enough. It kind of pops up. Hmm. Uh, Rosalind bends down and it's pokes at it. It's moving more and more slowly, but it's definitely got like a, a seeking out kind of kind of vibe to it. And Ro- Charles Charles will will say, "I don't know what this is," despite the fact that I know this guy. Okay. Did it, did it come Did it come from him? It I, he had something behind his ear that looked just like that. So I don't know if in him. Him teleporting himself, he left something behind. But my guess was he's got. Huh. So not all man comes over while you're having this conversation. He's like, "Oh God, I'm leaving them behind. They, they just die eventually. I'm pretty sure." What is it? It's the infection. I'm so glad okay. I found you. Okay, where'd you get it? Well, okay, so you don't know this, and I'm I'm not going to get into it. But like, I was hanging out with Keck for a while, uh, and Keck? then a different discussion. There's a guy named Keck. I was hanging no. out with him. Who? Who is Keck? You're going to answer my questions, or I'm not going to help you. In the order in which I asked <laughs> them. Okay, uh, go ahead and give me a presence attack, please. So that's 1d6 1D per presence. Right. Oh, nice. I got a 17. Okay, <laughs> uh, he is basically acquiescent to that. He says, all right, there is another super who is named Keck. Okay. Uh, he rescued me from another super yet... Who is named uh, something? I don't know. I didn't actually get her name yet, but she's in. She's holding. She's running a women commune in inside the goo area, and I was trapped there for a while. And Keck got me out, so I thought he was cool. But it turns out he was not cool. He was. He was. He was like a red pillar. I don't even know. 
Um, but anyway, so like somehow I ended up like doing things for him. And while I was doing that, I got stuck in this missile bunker. I'm telling you straight up, he's just saying these things like as though someone might believe them. I got stuck in this missile bunker and, um, then they affected me. Okay. So what, who, what is Keck? Uh, I what think does he do. He uh, he's another this... super. He makes robots, among other things. He, he makes robots. Yes. Okay. Charles is possibly putting two and two together that this may very well have been the robot that Manspreader encountered in the airport. Could be. Because um, this is vaguely ringing a bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles will take a photo of the uh, pulsating thing on the ground. It's uh, um, it's winding down, and it begins, okay. and the ends are beginning to dissolve. Okay. Um, so this, this so is, is it a, starting? Is it starting to disappear? Yeah, like a like a leaf. So, you know, you know how a leaf kind of crumples up and turns into basically dust. Yeah, it's doing that. Um, Rosalind's got a um, pulled a glass vial out of her pocket and is going to kind of carefully scrape some of it in there if she can. Sure. You now have one glass vial of fractal crazy. <laughs> what? I'll add it to my inventory. <laughs> So what what is what is the purpose of this uh, thing that he put inside you? Is it to keep track of you, or is it to control you? Uh, it's to make me into something else. I, I'm sorry. Hang on. And he teleports again, and another, another thing falls to the ground. Uh, three six, please. Uh, ten. Thank you. Anything happened? I'm keeping track. Okay. So. Charles does not. Charles does this little kind of two finger, like come come back here. Like, yeah, he, he walks like, back over. Like, not, but he's obviously like controlling the spread of this thing by dropping it on the ground repeatedly. So, um, I'm not going to name names, and this is Joe, Joe talking. Okay, I'll. Uh, but to Rosalind, I was like, "Do you think you can do anything about this?" Let me figure out what it is. Do you think it's? Do you think it's? Uh, it doesn't look like a germ or something. I'm gonna. I'm going to take some of it and take a look at it in my van, okay? That's that's fine with me. And I uh All right. So so Rosalind's going to going to collect the second one. Yeah, carefully. so I've got the I've got the mostly dead one and I've got the mostly live one. I collect it carefully without without touching it. Of course. Yep. Why don't you give me a dex um, roll and don't roll an 18? Or how about I pick it up cuz I have no skin? That's also valid. Well, of course I I have robot. I don't know if it would be oh, my dex worse. On my decks, I excitingly roll a 15, but... Uh, That's fine. Wasn't an 18. Managed not to screw it up too badly. Exactly. I carry so you, it into you my... You managed to put, yeah. Yeah, put it in a sample case. It, it, the first one is very busily dying off. The second one is, you know, working its way through this, like, 30-second process that appears to go. Yeah, so I'm taking this into my van for two reasons. Um, okay. First, because I, I have a microscope and some cameras and analytical instruments in there. Sure. Not much, but, you know, basics. Uh, and secondly, I, I really don't want Charles to see what I'm going to be doing. Excellent. Those, those are two fine reasons. You know, you need to work on your trust issues. Working on it. We, we just we just shared we just shared an excellent conversation, a fine cup mm-hmm. of coffee. You know, we're we're getting there. It's a process. We we were we were gonna you know check out the the, the meteor shower, but then you know, supers yeah. in cars getting coffee. <laughs> oh man, that's 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 the podcast now. Supers in cars getting coffee. <laughs> All right, I take my, my samples, and I uh, hop into the back of the van, and I'm like, Ramirez, did you see this shit? Give me a perception roll, and I'll give you a, a subtract three from the total because you're doing it at leisure. 
All right, subtracting three, I got a 10. Okay, I'll, I'll let you know in a second, you're, you're doing stuff. Joe, you were talking to Not All Man. Joe, you're on the line with Not All Man. Hi, long time listener, first time caller. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so, I, I guess, what do you want out of this conversation? I, I need help. I am infected. I am frightened of what this thing is doing. It, it is act. It is extremely painful. It, it is harming my okay. skull. Okay. Um, harming your. How do you even know it's harming your skull? Uh, it's my skull. I know what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm on a lot of medication right now, and it's not enough. Okay. Like it, so, it, he's visibly sweating. Like he's in a bad place. Okay. Well, we'll see what we can do. I. Got to admit, I'm, I'm more interested in what's inside of you than than you. But uh, we'll we'll see what we can do to stop this. The American government cares about its citizens. <laughs> care about <laughs> it cares about some citizens more than others. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So Rosalind has been has been working away. Is there any other questions you want to ask him before you kind of get to the next next segment? Where is this missile silo you keep talking about? I don't know. I was just taken there. I. I could get back to it. I think I, I think I can get if I get to the airport, I can get back to the silo. The air, oh, the the airport. He kind of snaps his fingers, and it, yeah. well, he he does the snap the fingers gesture, but right. it doesn't actually make a snapping sound, right? Which may or may not be odd to somebody. Well, not all men is just in pain, so he's like, whatever. All right. Um, well, I mean, it. I thought the deal with the airport was you have to kind of know where something is in order to get there. Oh man, thanks for a minute. There's, there's now sweat pouring down. I mean, he teleports again. Roll 3d6 for me, if you would. Uh, we got a 10 again. Thanks. All right, nothing happens. Uh, but, the, but the thing falls to the ground and starts, you know, doing its creepy thing process. I'll step on it again, just in case. Stepping on it doesn't do it. I know, I'm just still like stepping on it. I can respect that. <laughs> it's, it's soothing to me. <laughs> well, my associate is. Uh, uh, what he says. What he says. Is, I don't know how. To, I don't know how to get in. I don't know how to get in. But it's an Atlas II missile site. There aren't that many of them. We could figure it out. All right. Just that's all I need to know. And I kind of, you know, I'll, I'll make a little notes on. Also, I uh, misspoke. It is a Titan II missile site. I will fix that in post. He will not fix that in post. <laughs> okay. Which is even larger. Oh. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else um, that he said that I want to want to tag him on. No problem. Oh, this uh, this 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 woman running this compound in you said in the goo. How does that work? Within the area, yes, it's surrounded by the goo. She's she's got an arrangement. I don't know how that works. Oh, so it's like a donut of goo. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, I made breakfast. You eat breakfast? I do not actually, as such, but I I miss it. There's, there's kind of a pause as both of them. Sort sort of individually and separately mourn normalcy. <laughs> All right, uh, Charles is in charge of this. Is there, is there anything else? Yeah, no, I know. I'm kind of uh, waiting because I I make sure he's out of the diner, like away from the public. I'm sorry, uh, miscommunication. It was a coffee machine. Like you guys, okay. there's a couple of vending machines. You guys got got, got some coffee okay. on the vending machines and hung out and had a nice okay. little chat. All right, but well, I want to kind of. Well, I was actually imagining it as uh, Rosalind got out her jet boil out of the van and was making it on a picnic table. That was also fine too. available as a mm-hmm. funny concept, but jet boils are sucky anyway. So whatever. Don't tell, don't tell it to Rosalind. That's fair She's enough. Yeah. Her jet hey, boil. her superpower isn't camping. <laughs> <That's> nest- <laughs> <laughs> Could be. <laughs> 
Right. Um, so, I, I, but basically, I'm just trying to make sure he's he's not. We're not kind of directly observable. Oh, uh, you are not. You're off in one of the little buildings, and there's like you know, yeah. It's a it's a rural rest area. Somebody somebody comes by like once every day or two to clean the toilets, and that's about it. So I mean, yeah, basically, I mean, Charles is kind of done asking his questions, and he's going to basically just be wait. He's basically waiting for Rosalind, and and he will you know be like kind of exaggerating and looking at his watch. Okay, you know, uh, roll, maybe even. No oh. man teleports again. Roll again. Uh, sixteen. Okay, thanks. All right. Uh, he not all man at this point is, is not feeling well, and he, he wanders out toward the van. To see what the deal is. Okay, I will follow. Excellent. So, Rosalind, uh, you, you did perception. It is a. It, it's probably an extension of the goo. It's, it's basically where it's at, but it's been trained. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it has. It seeks out whatever it's supposed to be going for with dendritic tendrils. You can only assume that it's got some kind of program to do something to a person it's introduced to. Ramirez does not volunteer to be the test subject. Yeah, neither do I. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there a way to tell what it's programmed to do? Absolutely not. It's it's far too early in its system. Got it. But based on the fractal growth, it, it, it it's creepily dendritic. That's all I can tell you. If I uh, stick a like a piece of carrot in with it, does it eat Oh, it, it eats the hell out of it. And then grows? It grows a little bit, and then it fades out because there's not a lot of energy left in there. Hmm. And if I stick something inorganic in with it, like a little piece of gravel, what does it do? Nothing. Forms around it looking and then dies out. Huh. I want to go out and talk to Not All Man. All right, so you open the door and he's just right there. Like, <laughs> what'd you find? Can you help me? Who are you? What? Where's my pants? Where's the fire escape? <laughs> exactly. I'm Rosalind. What's your name? I don't remember. How you feeling? Terrible. Thanks for asking. Got any Percocet? I... Charles does kind of that... that he's behind Not Old Man. He kind of does that, just like, shake his head, hand at his throat, kind of like, no. just no. And, and, and Rosalind elaborately rolls her eyes, like, yeah, sure, I was going to get out my stash and share it with this guy. Just making sure. And, and, and now Rosalind and Charles both have a moment. <laughs> <laughs> So, where'd you pick this stuff up? This is pretty weird. I can't guarantee you'd believe me, and also, why should I tell you? I told Charles because I know him, and he's on the television. You don't know me. <laughs> Does he actually say that? Yes. Kind of exasperatedly. He, you just show up from time to time because I say something. He looks so hurt. Like, <laughs> you, you just kicked the puppy... Who then I've never had a conversation puppy. with him. He just I, shows up, acts I'm like not a snot, with you. and runs off. I'm telling you, his, his response is just—it's just all eyes and like there's a little little bit of tears on the bottom. Like he, he is so hurt by your characterization. <laughs> Rosalind feels slightly sorry for him after this because he, he really is kind of pathetic looking, isn't he? As far as I can tell, yes. all men would take this the right way. And he's just, he's just looking at you, just like, it's not the same. <laughs> Rosalind's looking at Charles like, you're doing a thing, and I don't know what you're doing. But... <laughs> well, he did mention the, the overly broad generalizations about men. Yeah, comment. yeah, that's true. Yes. Um, 
So, so okay. we will so, try to help you. Right, but I need to know, where where did you pick this up? This A research facility uh, in eastern Utah. Who runs this, eastern, this research that facility? That seems entirely plausible. Uh, not not was like, I, I don't know who owns it. So, wait, I thought... I wasn't... You... I wasn't I, I'm... Okay, I know that you will find this difficult to believe, but I've actually not been in my right mind for the past six months. Charles resists the temptation. There's just this pause where, like, everyone is like, okay, I guess he caught up a little bit. Yeah. Charles resists the temptation to kind of, like, put his hands to his cheeks like, you don't say! <laughs> um, but I-, I thought you said that Keck gave this to you. Uh, Keck gave me to the facility. He took you to the facility and they, they put He, he made me go there and he told me to stay and then... My memory is not great of the past week, I will tell you. Okay. Could you identify where this facility was located? I think I can take you there by the air- via the airport. Charles kind of rolls his eyes a little bit. I hold up uh, the vial. He teleports is- again, roll 3d6. Uh, 10. No problem. Uh, it, it falls on the ground, but it's all gravel, so it just does its little like creepy searching thing. Charles goes to step on it, and I'm like, don't step on it. Well, no, I know it's not going to work with, you know, gravel, because it'll just kind of fall between the gravels. So I don't even bother. Okay. Um, well. <sighs> so now that he's, like, across the way and out of earshot for the moment, I Oh, he's not. Charles, he, he teleported, like, oh. like, th- like five feet oh, away. Like, like, he, 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 oh. This is a, this is a oh. business teleport. <laughs> <laughs> the puddle hop. <laughs> business in front, party in the back. So, so here's here's the here's the conundrum. If we're gonna help you, I need to take you somewhere. And if I'm gonna take you somewhere, and you'll be doing this, this this shenanigans every thirty seconds, you're gonna be road grease because you're gonna be teleporting to the outside the car or whatever. I. So how how are we gonna do this? You're gonna go through the airport. Yes, we can go to the airport, and then we can go somewhere. We can go to the lab, and you could talk to these people and get this thing pulled out of me. I don't know. You could throw a tank at them or something. Or oh, her. What the hell's your power? Where? Ah, he says. Just don't. And Charles does a little like, don't say anything, kind of. <laughs> little little throat cut. No, no, cut, no, cut his mic. Just don't. Don't answer any of his questions. Um. Well, then uh, take us to the airport. Okay. Wait, I, okay. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I, I, I want to know more about what's going on before we go to an airport. <laughs> oh, we can talk at the airport. Like, I've, the, I've actually never been to the airport. Pause. Excuse me. <laughs> I read in the newspaper that you're an Air Force Lieutenant Colonel. What do you mean you've never been to an airport? I've, I've been to airports. I've never been to the airport. <laughs> Charles is just, for, for, for a moment, he's actually enjoying this. <laughs> Rosalind pauses and gathers herself. <laughs> yeah, it's it, and then Charles just kind of, kind of like there's like a beat, and he says, "It's hard to explain, but it's kind of a s- place that's not a place that connects all places together." And I realize that doesn't sound right, but I'm not really the person to be answering these questions because, again, I, I don't quite understand it. But it's in a way. Almost like a teleportation matrix, if that makes any sense. 
And so there are doorways from point A to point B, but you have to go through this place called the airport, which apparently looks just like an airport, except not. And jump in here at any time, man. <laughs> not all man is, is man. thinking very hard about how much pain he is in. Like, if Charles is talking, he's done. Plus, you really won that intimidation check, so. Fair enough. Um, so, you know, we, we could talk while we're there. Or we could talk here. I'm, I'm okay with that as well. Well, listen, th- this, this guy honestly doesn't look healthy enough to travel to me. Can, 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 I, tr- can, can I do something for him? Before we go, because he... If you think you can, I, you, you did mention, and Charles kind of, like, there's like an unstated ellipses as he's kind of yes. waving his hand. So if you think you can do something, I'm certainly willing to let you try. Which uh, skill and or power would you like to use first? I would like to... I would like to use my power skill to attempt to diagnose... Um, what the infectious agent is doing in not all man's body. That is not a thing your power would do, I think. Okay. I think you would need to diagnose it with other means and then use the power skill to do something a little different from usual. usual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've got some information, right? You know, you know that it's about little fractal tendrils. You know that it, it yep. eats organic matter. Yep. Hmm. I, uh... Hmm. No problem. I'm not entirely sure. I checked my notes for hints. Yeah. No problem. I've checked my notes for hints. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here, here we go. I, I want to use my professional bioscience skill to do an actual, like, medical physical exam. Just old-fashioned. Okay. I want to check temperature and pulse and listen to his heart. No problem. This, take, and... this takes a few minutes. We're gonna, he's he's going to teleport three times during this process. And I'm going to have you roll is... again. I'm going to have you roll against your skill, and don't forget your heroic action points as necessary. Joe, give me three die rolls. Uh, one of them is seven. Keep them coming. And a four. Keep. Mm. And a twelve. Okay, thank you. Each time he teleports, a little, like, horrifyingly creepy fractal thing, like, falls to the is, ground. Like, Is yeah. it all falling off out of him and then it just no, it, coming back? So what, what, is, see, whatever's, like, on the surface. Right, he manages to get that off, and so therefore he's like he's like retarding its growth. I mean, you're, you're smart like, people, right? Yeah. It's clear that he is retarding its growth by teleporting it away and keeping it keeping himself constant, like leaving it behind, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's, reasonably- it's so integrated into his system, like that he can't get all yeah. of it out. Right. That, that, right. So that's what's happening. Is that like the, yeah. the chunk that came out? Yeah, I mean, I think it's reasonable to to say, you know if it's if it's doubling its size and then he's chopping off half of it, then he's basically keeping it at a steady state. Mm-hmm. Yes. But as, as his, has his situation... Ex, different exponents, but yes, you have it. Okay. Very good. He's, he's running to stay in place. Yes. Right. Is he actually staying in place, or is he getting noticeably worse over this period of time? Well, he's wearing out um, because uh-huh. he's exerting himself strongly. Right. The teleportation requires you know, endurance points or whatever. Mm. And then from a role-playing perspective, every once in a while he rolls dice to see if he loses body and things are happening. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so I conduct a physical exam, including a neurological exam. No problem. Go ahead and roll it up. 
finally a good roll. I roll a seven. The first thing that is absolutely clear is that he's in terrible distress, which you do not find in any way startling, but, you know, yeah. high pulse rate, like, everything else. He's losing blood. That's probably what's getting eaten. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. His neurological responses are okay. All right. He's visibly restraining his impatience and misery, but, you know, that's also not astonishing. Got it. And uh, is it possible to localize this to any particular body part, or does it seem to be a system-wide problem? It is definitely, like, attempting to access his central nervous system, which he is preventing it from doing. Okay. Do you do anything to the to the uh, shells that he's leaving behind? I'm going to go back to the first one, the one that uh, looked sort of like it was losing energy, and... Uh, yes. Is it, is it still there, or has it disappeared? It's it has more or less turned to powder. I'm going to throw a little piece of organic material in there with it to see what happens. That one's dead. Great. Um, I'm going to carefully tap it out onto a work surface. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to um, I'm going to very gently touch it with the tip of my finger. Okay. <laughs> Good news, you don't die. <laughs> On the plus side, it would have been a really short podcast. No, it it, it is powder. It it is iner- it is now inert. Whatever was holding it in its previous configuration has been fully used up. I, I've got a not super powerful microscope in the van, but I've got one. Yes. Um, yes. I, I I look at it under that. Can I see anything? Can I? It's under tell that what this level is? of magnification. It is totally powder. All right, and and the live stuff. If I. And and, and and the 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 live sample. If I look at it, I also I can't resolve anything. Uh, the second one, uh, this is different. So the second one is has finally faded out as well. It's gone. But you're you're getting mm-hmm. new ones every thirty seconds as he generates them for you. Yeah, I'm I'm not collecting all of them, but and uh, those are uh, un- a under a microscope. Those are <laughs> visibly like moving around, growing new bits, like trying to trying to find organic matter. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so when I, I say growing, to... what I mean is that like. Um, it's like a pseudopod coming out, like branching. So it's taking it's it's taking mass from the other places and, and, and pushing it outward and getting skinnier. I come out and I talk to Charles and this guy whose name I still don't know. Also, although he may or may not be in the conversation. Yes. This looks a lot like gray goo, only it seems to be unusually interested in organic material and in doing something in a human host if you leave uh, it for long enough without feeding it it seems to go completely inert that's that seems to be irreversible i took some out and actually poked it with my finger which was probably stupid but very exciting Charles nothing happened like closes his eyes for a moment i know i know was listening in civilians have you heard well, of this before I certainly have not, but no. uh, our, our gentleman friend here uh, did seem to intimate that they were quote-unquote robots. So the fact that they were gray goo-ish, uh, you know, nanites or nanobots or kind of waves his hand like, I don't know what the hell to call them because I don't, um, you know, that that's not surprising to me. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get this gentleman to a facility where we can quarantine him. Because this is not—we're 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 not gallivanting around. Um, uh, we need to—we need to contain this. I think this and, is dangerous. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not taking him someplace else to infect. God knows who. So, uh, yeah. so roll, roll 3d6 uh, again, please. Okay. Uh, 11. So, Nano Man overhears this, and you can just tell that he will absolutely not do that. Like, if you're not going to help him, he's done. He's just going to go find somebody who will. No, we are I'm, going I'm... to help you, but we are going to take you to professionals who can help you. Now, I understand you can... And he kind of puts his little fingers up, a little quoting mark, like, you can teleport. So, I don't know what you're afraid of. If there's something that you don't like, you can just wander off. So, I don't know, quarantine probably isn't going to help. But I'm concerned about other people, and I'm concerned about you. If we heal you, if we help you, then that helps everybody else. Okay, we're not just going to throw you in a glass case and let you die. That would be foolish and unscientific. (laughs) Uh, So he says... And, and Rosalind sort of stifles a laugh at that one. Right. He basically says, like, he has about five minutes before his endurance stash runs out. Like, he, if you're not going to help him, he's going to try to figure something else out. Well, then what do you what do you suggest we do? From a story perspective, I'm not trying to screw you. I'm just saying, like, he would flee. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm saying, what do you what do you suggest we do? Figure out how to kill it. You're smart. You understand these things in a way nobody else does. You have tools they don't have. Figure out how to kill it or get it out of me or something. And I'm trying to take What kills you. these things? I don't know. Like, I'm leaving them behind just to figure out what kills them. Well, unfortunately, what kills them is contact with inorganic matter. And that includes a dead person. So, if you want me to kill them, I will kill you. And that'll solve the problem right quick. So or... Give me 3D6. Could... He teleports, of course, because, you know, it's time. I got an 11. Excellent. He's fine. So, he's behind another thing. And, uh, hey, I I don't think I I don't think this tack is working. Is there right. something else we can try? You hear uh, a, a, a a big zap, like <laughs> coming from the the van, and like you smell smoke. Go over and see what's going on. Ramirez looks sheepish. <laughs> Damn it, rat! <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Uh. They're, they handle acid pretty well, but I think electricity kills them, he says. And you see, like, behind him, <laughs> like, there's just tools. There's so many tools. And, and you could see that, like, there's a... There's one of those, like, you know, cattle prod kind of things, and there's just smoke coming out of it. All right. Ramirez, so, I have an important question. Why the f- is there a cattle prod in our van? I I, I don't know. A lot, a lot of Sometimes reasons. You want a burger? <laughs> All right. So, so walk walk me through this. So so what what just happened? Well, I put one in some acid, and that didn't really work. Mm-hmm. And then I blowtorched one, and that worked. But you know, mm, yeah, there's problems. Yeah. Yeah. So I ran this one through a. I ran it through an electrical field, oh, or uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what I call it. Uh, it was a high, it was a high, high voltage electrical field, and it totally fried it. 
I, I, so, I look. I look Charles, down at the the charred, smoking episode. So okay, the, real quick. Like, so are you the two of you like looking at each other like you're having a conversation and like he's gesticulating? This is what's happening because they're very excited, yes. right? And she's so yeah. So I want to I want to describe this scene. So there's a zap. There's smoke. Like Rosalind runs back and then puts her hands on her hips and stares at her rat as though she was talking to him. And the rat proceeds, but there's no actual no actual speech comes out, right? Yes, right. Okay. And then the rat, like, it's like getting up and like gesticulating as though it is responding to her, like this is the weirdest Stuart Little silent film ever made. <laughs> I would argue that the adjective weirdest <laughs> is unnecessary when prefacing the 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 noun phrase Stuart Little silent film. <laughs> That is taken as a given. <laughs> so Charles is gonna kind of roll with this because that's yeah, that's just the kind seems, of day he's having. Seems prudent, mm-hmm. but uh, he will kind of say, like, super casually. So what's going on? <laughs> so this is interesting. Rosalind turns back to him. Um. It seems that maybe an electrical current will slow these things down. Huh. And without any further uh, conversation, I walk over to Not All Ramirez Man. looks Charles in the eye and says, squeak. <laughs> like, says squeak says or squeaks? squeaks? Like, straight up says squeak. <laughs> like the, the onomapoetic onomop- word squeak. Yes. S-Q-U. Yes. Charles is going to kind of look at Ramirez and he'll say, woof, and then turn around. Ramirez puts (laughs) on a pair of tiny sunglasses and walks behind the seat. (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) So (laughs) Charles is going to walk with with Rosalind back to Not All Man. And as he's doing so, his his hand will, will start kind of whirring and clicking. And he's going to produce an arc welder. Yep. From his his utility pool. That is completely available to him. And, and he will say, hold hey, still. <laughs> hold still. Electricity will kill it. Hold still. All right, I'll press this attack again. And I promise I won't enjoy this. Don't, don't say that part, part of this. You won't convince him. <laughs> I, I, I got a 13. Okay. Uh, he is wild-eyed and staring at you. Uh, but you note with some sadness that he appears to trust Charles very deeply. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my finger mm-hmm. in his mouth, and I'll say, mm-hmm. you, you may need to bite down on this. His eyes widen. It won't. It won't hurt me. I'll tell you that. Okay. And I will. I will attempt to arc weld the thing behind his ear. Okay. Give me. Give me. A, uh, give me a tag. And you, so this is this is essentially a cold shot. Yes. So um, yes. it's uh, against DCV three, but it's a cold shot, so it'd be seven. And then um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay. So with my OCV of what the hell is my. Oh, I was looking at my OMCV. I'm like, why is it only three? It's like, wow, I'm terrible <laughs> at this game. <laughs> what, what the hell? That's only if you're using your psychic arc welder. Okay, I got an 11. Um, if you were to spend two heroic action points, you would get it done without murdering him. Okay, well, I don't want to murder him. 
Yes. So I will spend the only two heroic action points I have. Yes. And um, he owes me. Yes. So, yeah. uh... Ro- Ro- Rosalind is indicating that she's also down for doing this if Charles is having problems. Charles is, like, connected to it, and he also is, has extraordinary physical dexterity. Yes. So Charles just, like, grabs on man, and then Charles is so strong, he's able just to very swiftly muscle him into position and arc welds the back of his head. <laughs> it's completely horrible. <laughs> he, he screams and passes out. Uh, there is the smell of burning flesh. It, it, it perhaps... It either worked or it didn't, because you are not going to be able to tell anymore. So Charles like like moves I, I, him over I'm and puts him down. I'm letting Ramirez know that this this had this had better work because um, otherwise I just talked someone into electrocuting a perfectly innocent human being or maybe not so perfectly innocent. Yeah. Um, Charles is going to go over to um, his SUV, open yes. up the, the back of the trunk, pull out a duffel bag, and bring it back. And he kind of opens it up, and there's like military grade medical supplies. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like he's, got, he's got a med kit and Charles is trained right. for this. Go and roll for that as well. Rosalind, what are you gonna do while he's while he's like getting a med kit? Um I am going to examine him and see if I can um see, see if I can see the uh the infection. Alright, roll perception. Where you could see it before on his neck. No problem. Roll perception. My my goal here is to get some kind um, of a, sorry. Yeah. You're, you're coming back 11. while she looks at it. Eleven. Okay, it's definitely it's it's not visible, and you're pretty sure you would spot it, or it's in his skull, and you're anyway. So either way, right? Um, if Charles is still messing around, I'm uh, I'm I'm checking his pulse. Okay, checking his pulse. Excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's in shock. Like he's, he he's crashing. All right, so I'm I'm doing first eighty things. Sure. I'm this... Putting his feet up. I'm throwing a sleeping bag on him. Perhaps doing a power stunt I'm... associated with this process. Oh, that might be. <gasps> Do I get to do a power stunt? You oh. did diagnose it, and then okay. then you would get to do a power stunt based on oh, the. This is, this is this is true. All right, yeah, I'm I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna lay hands on and see if I can uh, see what I can see here. All right, so you're you're putting your hands around the wound. So Charles is coming up and he's like unzipping. He's he's getting ready, cause, but he's like. You know, I just introduced Charles a lot of charge sick. into the back of this man's head. This might not right. end well. Like Charles knew that, so he sees Rosalind yeah. like like kind of look him over and then like put her hand, put her fingers around the horrible gaping burn wound. Yes, I could do that. Hey, great! I I rolled a ten. Excellent. You need to roll a seven. I will expend three heroic action Outstanding. points. Outstanding. To roll a seven. Does she get a bonus for having like a military grade med kit? That's why he doesn't die. This is just the yeah, stunt to like like stabilize him and get his get, keep his nervous system from eating itself, and then you get to do first aid on him. Okay. Uh, because the nature of Robin's power is such that it's not a healing power exactly. Sure. Uh, so yes, it's, it's so, more a kind of fix fix it from the foundation up. So you can feel that like his nervous system was just like disrupted and not okay. And that, those cells regenerate, like like the, the baseline underlying stuff regenerates, but the gross tissue damage is not within your capacity. Mm-hmm. At which point, Charles shows up with a bunch of bandages and crap, which is what you do for that. Right. So while I'm doing this, I'm I'm not conversational. This requires a reasonable amount of concentration, mm-hmm. especially when it's an edge case like this. Yes. But but once that is done. If if Charles is standing there looking like he's not quite sure what to do, I'm ready to uh, you know tell him where to start the IV and yeah, it's, Charles will certainly help if, if if needed, but he's 
he's he's a military guy. So, so Charles watches her do stuff, and he's like, okay, I'm, I'm pausing now. And then, like, she does something, and she looks up. And the look on her face is, I did a thing. And and, and now it's time to do... Without even blinking, he's, he just immediately just swoops in. Like, the, the moment gauze being handed to Rosalind, and there's, like, an IV being put in, and, and Charles moves very quickly mm-hmm. when he needs to. And over the course of a few minutes, each of you, go ahead and each of you go ahead and roll me a uh, paramedic roll. What is that base? Is that int? That is actually an everyman skill. It's everyman, I'm... so it's an eight. And oh, unless you, I rolled an eight. Have it. That's great. Unless you, unless you have it. Doesn't Charles have like a baseline? I have. Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, I have I have career military professional skill. Nah. Counts or anything. Nah. So you have it at nine, no matter what. Uh, I did get a three. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. <laughs> Well, while, while, while we're there, Charles also does an elective appendectomy. <laughs> you won't need this. Oh. Right. He does a facelift just you know, for the sheer hell of it. You know, and I'm going to wish I had this three when I have to do a like precision strike, a called shot on a, on a helicopter rotor or something. <laughs> going to roll like a 13. Instead, you wasted it on that owl, man. Well, thanks for advancing the plot. Now. I appreciate that. <laughs> Although I suppose if you'd killed Not All Man, that would have been a fun plot in and of itself. <laughs> Instead, there something really great happens, which is this poor man came to you for aid, and you actually totally solved his problem. <laughs> this looks like this is like a problem for violence. <laughs> 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 so you, you stop the bleeding. You, you, you kind of get him, get, get him set up. Uh, you put an IV in him. You put some painkillers in him, and he like he begins to come around a little bit. And he's, okay. he, he looks at Charles with puppy dog eyes again. He's very vulnerable. Right. Charles is not father material. Reason number 74 while he had a divorce. And he's like, Dad, oh, I thought you left. He says this. <laughs> not all man says this to Charles. Well, this explains a great deal about a great many things. I, I, I will just let it go. I won't, won't respond yeah. to it. I'll just kind of stand there perhaps paternally. <laughs> Rosalind looks at Charles mm-hmm. looks Charles in the eye and goes you did a good job hey thank you you did more than I could have and we are here because of you Ramirez is the one who figured it out D- the rat Ramirez hops out of the uh, the car and walks over to you still wearing the sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> I guess what's the deal does he speak or just, just tele- telepathically he, he, climbs, he climbs up Rosalind to stand on her shoulder he doesn't speak for me. Because he did kind of squeak, and that seemed a little strange. Or maybe that was just in my head. I don't think I heard him do he that He looks before. at Charles, and he says, You seem to be handling this well. Like, he vocalizes this. He actually says it, yeah. I mean, it's a little quiet, because he's, he's not a big animal, right? But, you know, just like... But are his lips moving? Absolutely. He appears to have a voice box. Mm. And you notice that, like, his snout is shorter than most rats. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like a, one of those, like, live-action animated cartoons. Mm. May I take your picture? He just looks at you, he's like, is there some way you could not? That's actually what I came to ask you. Ramirez is very publicity shy. Okay. Thanks. And then Ramirez takes the sunglasses off and says, can I be an alias? We'll, we'll consider it. I would like to be an alias, because then I don't actually exist, and people think I might. You know what I'm saying? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I want to be an alias for Rosalind. I want one of Rosalind's aliases to be Ramirez. 
At this point, Charles happens to glance over at the van and notice that on the side of the van is painted in um, Zapf Chancery font, Ramirez and Jones life coaches. <laughs> Zapf Chancery. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Not a clue. Half my head's corning where, for Christ's sake, but that way since Norman B. And our first repeat. Woohoo! <laughs> I loved you in Wall Street. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell, tell a long and rambling story about uh, having my wife watch Hot Shots. Ramirez, like like through a couple of exchanges, manages to establish that he would like uh, to be inoculated against being discovered by having the idea that he is just an alias of Rosalind's get into the official literature. Uh, mm, mm-hmm. Okay, I can see. I can go about doing that. Would Ramirez be your last name or your first name, or? And uh, it's just it's just one name, like Madonna. No, it's not like Madonna at all. <laughs> not, not in the slightest. <sighs> okay. And actually, Madonna is her first name anyway. All right, it's more like Battle Cat. He says, referencing a relatively famous producer who neither of you know. <laughs> so, so you think he's just referring to an 80s cartoon character? Yeah, I thought it was Thundercats. I... <laughs> I love that shit as a kid. I, I'm shaking my head like I don't even know where this conversation is going, but I'm just kind of enjoying the hell out of both yeah. sides of it. Well, I'm like, <laughs> very good. Um, I'm probably about 30 seconds away from calling him either Fival or Rizzo. So we're, we'll see where this goes. <laughs> Fival's right there. That would totally work. I think I've seen that movie like 50 times. That was, that was a staple back at the household. Unironically? I don't know. I was like, can nine-year-olds do things ironically? Mine sure as hell can. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's totally a thing. <laughs> so about half and half. <laughs> All right. Um, yes, I had no idea that nine was the snarkiest age until my younger one turned nine, and holy god. <laughs> Hi, Michael here. Thank you for listening to our 16th episode of Get It Loser, We're Going Adventuring. Thanks to Shanta for helping me flesh out the pot. Ooh, the plot, yes. Thanks also and as always to Brad Padre for our intro, outro, and interstitials. Thanks to freesound.org for some sounds and tabletop audio for background music. We're still playing Champions 6th Edition, and please leave a review on your podcast player of choice. All right. Yeah. That was some quality humor. Oh, let's not get excited. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let, let's not lose ourselves here. Discombobulated. I was just like, I, I was trying to do all of the Cub Scout campout shopping right before this. So I was like standing in the grocery store line going, it's almost 9.15. Come on, guys. Well, there's your problem. Nice sound effects. You're waiting in line politely. Yes, it's true. So my 11-year-old went to his LARP group today. He likes to invent a new character every week. He came back and he told me that uh, he had invented a character named Pestilence who has a touch attack that injects curare into people. It's a neuromuscular blocker. They use it in anesthesia to induce paralysis. Oh, excellent. It's derived to Amazonian. Yeah. They put it on their dart guns.
Right. It uh, grows in a vine there. It's a sap or something. The dark He's been reading aspect. the... Uh, the, the Poisoner's Handbook, one of those books about toxic plants. Yeah, oh yeah, those guys. We, we did it as a read-aloud when we drove to St. Louis in December. Oh, you can read in the car? God, I envy you. <laughs> like that, that is awesome. a one-way trip to sad town for me, man. Aw, that, that is sad. No, yeah. we, we had everybody in the car totally into this. Everybody from the <laughs> nine-year-old up to the adults. Nice. I will guarantee to repeat jokes that I think are brand fresh new jokes. And then I'll listen to a podcast. I'm like, Oh shit. I already made that joke. I know. I edit them. <laughs> you just, you, you loop them so that they play again and again. Yeah. Well, I'll just like do like a, you know, <laughs> previously on, it's just like oh, making the same joke four times. <laughs> oh man, that sounds really funny. <laughs> Wish I had thought of that. <laughs> In hindsight, <laughs> Previously on, oh, man, what's a good what's a good Joe joke? I don't know. You you don't actually repeat your jokes. You're fine. So far, yeah, it's kind of you to say. <laughs> I haven't noticed, which of course may be a function more of my long term memory than anything else. So good talk, everybody. So our our business college is, is the belief that a minute is a minute is a minute. So you may as well just put all of your class minutes in a week in one chunk. Uh, so ah. they're super into these two-hour, 40-minute classes, which are, of course, miserable, right? Yeah. And then so at least some some of the professors have figured out, that, like, okay, maybe if you split into two chunks, like do the first chunk lecture and the second chunk something else, that works pretty well. Some professors did not get this memo. This professor in particular lectured solid two hours, 40 minutes. Like, I, I actually got up and made a point of leaving to go to the restroom an hour 45 in and came back. He didn't even notice. <laughs> I uh, I had the genius idea one semester to, uh, you know, if I if I had all my classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then I had my mm-hmm. Thursdays and Tuesdays free, and so yep. I had like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, and eleven o'clock classes. Yep. My afternoons were free, and I had all Tuesday. I was like, this is going to be great. Yeah. No. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> not, not not so much. So I had a, I had a tangentially related question. Sure. Now that the government is promoting uh, Charles as the mechanical Turk, um, are they getting yes. into litigation with Amazon? Um, no, because it's the government. Just, just with the nation of Turkey. <laughs> People Magazine is promoting, and, and, and the <laughs> National Enquirer are promoting Charles the National. As I the just mechanical don't. Turk. I just don't want Bezos bots coming after me. Okay, I can't guarantee anything, man. <laughs> All you did was increase the probability by saying that. <laughs> that, a, that a drone's going to fly up and drop a heavy textbook on your this head. Was, uh, yeah, if this is around the, the, the you know pen and paper on the table, I would be slapped for giving the DM bad ideas. <laughs> Don't encourage him. Don't <laughs> praise the machine. Hey, Joe, what is the gain on your mic currently? What is the gain on my mic currently is unchanged from the last... No problem. We'll stick months. with it then. I'm just going to turn up my headphones i tell you what i will double check but I mean, uh, you might have a little bit of uh echo it's it's not real it's not even an echo it's just sort of it sounds like you're standing in a very large space or perhaps sitting in a library room at a state university possibly that, that... a library with great specific. acoustics 
Mm. Although in a, in a, a study room that has been set aside for individual students to do things without bothering other students, for example. I'm at 58%. Okay. Is that La... where we were before? I thought it was like 80 before. Um, I can turn it up if you want. No, I think it's fine. I, I can hear you all right, and uh, I'm learning How's enough. This? Of, that's also good. How's this? Test? No, 50 is better. 50 is better. It's pretty it's a magical combination that's worked so far. It really pleases me how much you hate Nano Man. In fact, it's, it's been a running theme that in literally every campaign I've run, you've hated the hell out of the GM plot driving character. <laughs> name, I like, name I like one the other fact one. that it, it's transcended multiple player characters, too. It is. Uh, Jarrett Esten from the uh, Serendir campaign. Oh, that was just because he was an authority figure, and I was playing the rogue who had a, just an inherent fear of authority figures. I just thought you—I thought you disliked him, like as a as a character. Like, he's just some guy. Fair enough. I over multiclassed him, so that's something. Well, there you go. Also, he's 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 in a galaxy far, far. That's why he got banished to a different plane, and there was going to be a whole plot line around finding him, and then that, then we moved. Yeah. Different discussion. <laughs> Well, that, 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 that's just going to get edited. There's, there's no way to make that funny. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just calling it right there. <laughs> In this segment, Michael and Joe discuss something deeply uninteresting. <laughs> As opposed to the 20 minutes of conversation running up to this, which was completely fascinating. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm telling you, like, we're, I'm, I'm putting 13 minutes of that at the end of this. And just make it a joke <laughs> that I have a 13-minute vamp at the end of this at the end of this story. I'm I'm enjoying the concept that slowly this podcast is going to evolve so that there's like 20 minutes of podcast and then 40 minutes of outtakes. <laughs> Glad we had this little chat. Good talk, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, Post production is going to be savage for this one. We, uh, it always is. I'll check my notes for hints. Yeah. No problem. I've checked my notes for hints. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>